You're listening to the Empty Nest Empires podcast, episode number 13. And oh my goodness, it's 2020. (sighs) Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. But did you freak out about that a little bit this week? I'm telling you, I was totally fine until yesterday morning, Thursday morning, January 2nd. I literally had like... Uh, a little bit of heavy breathing. I was feeling the pressure. I had made this list of goals. And suddenly, my brain just said, you have to reach 35,028 goals in the next six days because it's 2020 and this has to be the best year of your life. (laughs) Did you feel that pressure this week? Well, it's okay. We're going to take a deep breath and we are going to get through this. And today we're going to take a step backwards back into 2019 for just a minute. And we're going to regroup. We're going to review the year. And that, my friend, is the first step towards planning to really be successful in 2020. I've got a great guest lined up for you today. I'll introduce her in just a second. So hang on. Okay, your nest is empty, or it will be within a few years. So now what? Whether you know it or not, we are building empires. Empires of faith, family, fun, fitness, and of course, finance. And those empires are the legacy we leave for our loved ones. I'm Tammy Romani, an empty nester mom, grandma, and entrepreneur with a vision for ever greater things in the years ahead. It's never too late, and there is no limit to what we can do. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's get to building. I'm pretty excited to bring my guest to you today. She's a friend, and we met online but we've also seen each other and hugged each other in person. But I really want to share this woman with you because she has such a great intuition and her ability to help other women is so profound that I really need you to know who she is and follow up with her. Let her know that you heard her on this podcast today. This is actually going to be part one of a two-part session that we are going to do. Uh, Today, we're talking about how to review your past year so that you can really make some progress in the coming year, which is, as we know, 2020, the year with all the pressure behind it. In a couple of weeks, I'll be airing the second part of our conversation where we dive into personality tests and how to use specifically the Enneagram to make your life better. (laughs) But today, let's review the past year. She's got some great tips. I actually walked myself through her process just a couple of days ago, and it was really profound. Now, Tammy is a life coach, and she says this about herself. It's an honor to walk along with women as they remember who they are. They learn to listen and honor their deepest, truest self. And then from there, amazing change can happen. 
I love coaching women, and I consider it a sacred honor. Tammy has a podcast titled Intentional Life with Tammy Helfrich, and she talks about creating the life you truly want and love. Totally recommend that podcast. She's been married to her best friend for 22 years, and they have two very active teen boys. In her free time, Tammy loves spending time with her family, exploring new adventures, writing, reading, biking, and spending time in nature. I hope you will connect with Tammy. And I hope that this interview today gives you some really good foundation for how to look back on your past year, be very honest with yourself so that you can move forward with your life into the places you love in 2020. Okay, here's my interview with Tammy Helfrich. So Tammy, I'm so excited that you are with me today because it is the beginning of a new year. And what comes with that is so much excitement maybe a bit of anxiety, and maybe some regret for what wasn't done last year. And I know I listened to your podcast recently where you, it's actually an episode from the end of the year last year where you just spelled out how you do an end of year review. Mm -hmm. Can you just walk us through that process? Sure, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So this has been something that I've been doing for the last couple of years, and I have found it to be incredibly helpful as a way to just get really honest about the year that you just had, and then to decide, especially for me, to decide what you want to leave in the year, because I think that's the, the challenge. We get excited about the new year. We want to make these new changes, but we don't take an honest look at maybe some patterns or some things that kept coming up. And then we don't intentionally choose to leave those behind. So here's just a, a simple process that I do. And it does look different for everybody. Some people, I saw a couple of people this year that had super simple ones, just three steps. And that was all they do. Um, some people do much more detailed ones than I do. Um, but this is what has worked for me. So the first thing that I do is I review my journals from the last year. So I am a journaler and I, in the past, I used to have a ton of different journals. I'm getting much better at trying to keep them all in a couple journals. So it's not so hard to find all the information, but so I review my journals and then I just kind of take, I look for some themes and patterns. And so I just make a list of what kept coming up, right? What was I working on? What are some things? Um, what was I, what was I working through? And then after I do that, um, and, and just from a real place of, of just curiosity, you know, don't get into judging yourself or any of that. And then I asked myself a couple of questions. So I asked um, what worked, what didn't work, and then what were some of the highlights of the year? And so this is just a really great way to kind of look at where you were for, for the last year. Um, I also asked myself, like, what were a few favorite moments that came up? What were some things that I, that I found myself being really grateful for? And then the one question that has really helped me was asking myself, where have I settled? <laughs> Which this is not an easy one to ask ourselves sometimes, but I think, again, it goes to being able to be really honest and then to look at where you want to go in the, uh, the rest of the year. And then, then I asked myself what I want to let go of. So what do, what do I want to leave? What is something that maybe kept coming up or that 
was just something that I'm just, it just no longer serves me and I don't want to take it into the new year. That's something that I asked myself. And then I also asked myself what intentions I have. So again, this, I, I think the first time, the key is not really to make this overcomplicated. Um, it's really just to take an objective look at it and you can do this in different ways. So sometimes um, I like to take like, uh, you know, a day, set aside a day to do it. This year, I've kind of been doing it in chunks, an hour here, an hour there when I have time. So, so make it work for you. And I think the biggest thing again is just not being so hard on yourself of um, not using this as a way to beat yourself up, but really to get really objective about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I'm with you on the, all the journals thing. Mm -hmm. I, and this is a problem for me. I'm not a great journaler and I'm every year I have to say, I'm going to do this better. And I tend to have one journal that I just take to church on Sunday for sermon notes, but then I end up writing other stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then I have a journal that I call like business journal and I try and write business successes and things in there. And it is ridiculous at the end of the year. I end up with six half finished journals. Yes. And so I'm trying to do like you said, where I just have one, I get started, everything's in it. And then yes. maybe if I fill that up, I'll move on to the next one. Yes. I'm the same way. Sense to me. Yeah. So I used I the same thing. Like I used to have, you know, personal one and then I would have a business one. And I just have found that I just need to keep it with me all the time. And I just, mm-hmm. now what I'm really trying to do is just get more specific. Cause the problem is sometimes I'll just jot stuff in there. And then when I go back to look at it, I don't know who said it or what, <laughs> what I learned. It's from. like having a, all those sticky notes all over your house. Totally. Three words on it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to, so this year I was down to two journals and my planner. Now that's the other thing I'm working. So I'm trying to put a lot of stuff in my planner um, and then also do things in the journal. So to keep it more simplified and you just have to see what works for you. I also take lots of notes on my phone. Um, and so I did actually have to go through some of those notes as well. So it's just finding what, what works for you. And again, I think it's just, for me, it's been this process of really understanding that, okay, let's, let's be objective and let's, let's really be more intentional. That's what a lot of my journey is about is learning how to be more intentional about what I want in my life and give myself lots of grace for the things that didn't, you know, that we didn't do. So I actually, I talked about this on my last podcast episode. When I started my year in review this year, I got in a real funk (laughs) because there were a lot of things that I didn't do that I was really set on. And, but what was interesting was I was able to see again, the pattern. So the first quarter I was doing fantastic um, with my health goals. I was feeling great, had some things happen that kind of derailed me a little bit. And so it was just able, it, it gives you that bigger perspective to look at it and go, Oh, okay. I can see where that, led to this and then give yourself a lot of grace around there. Yeah. I love that you said that. So connect the dots. What do you say to someone who says journal? I was supposed to be keeping a journal. <laughs> like how, how do I start this? How do I do that end of year review? Do yeah. I just sit quietly and 
think on the past year? Maybe, you know, you, you can still think of highlights, even if you don't know months or dates that things happened, right? For sure. Yeah. I think there's a couple of ways. I think what, the one that you said is perfect. Really just sitting down and just really reflecting on what were some of the themes. You can probably pretty easily jot down at least a page full of themes of things that have come up for you consistently. Um, you can look at your calendar. I, I read uh, someone posted about this, uh, really taking out your calendar for the year and looking at it and seeing what were, um, the way they did it, I thought was really interesting, looking at the things that energized you and the things that didn't energize you so that you could get specific about what you want to continue to have more of in your life and what you don't want to have. So I think um, okay. either of those works well. And again, the key is just not beating yourself up, not like, oh my gosh, I just, I'm, you know, I talk to people all the time who say, well, I'm just not a journaler. Well, that's okay. Like what is, you know, maybe, maybe it's looking at your calendar. Maybe it's just getting, like you said, just getting quiet and just really kind of meditating on it or just even, just even thinking about it. Like, I think we, mm -hmm. We also think, well, we have to have our answers right away and just asking yourself that question and then just sitting with it for a little while over the next week or two and just see what comes up. Right. And I do want to say, you know, it's only January. Like mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't have this all figured out by January 15th, again, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Don't yeah. beat yourself up. Yeah. And I think the um, one thing that's really helped me over the last couple of years is really instead of, and, and I'm, I'm shifting a lot on this because I am, I, I'm finding that I haven't been setting as big of goals for myself. And um, we could talk about, you know, all the reasons that there, there is for that. But for <laughs> me, what's really helped me is learning to think about like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to, how do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to feel? And focusing on those things helped me to set my intentions for how I, what I want to do. And um, yeah, the, the not beating yourself up and, and not feeling like you have to have it all figured out in January. That's a really simple thing. Like just because a lot of us, especially women, we don't really ask ourselves that. We don't ask ourselves what we want or how we want to feel. And so that's been a big, big helpful thing. For no, me. we don't. And I think that's a very uncomfortable question mm -hmm. to ask. Are we, are we allowed to ask ourselves that? Oh my gosh. The first time someone asked me what I wanted, I was like, but, but <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> how do I, I don't know. I have no idea what I want. Right. <laughs> I, I rarely think in those terms and yeah. especially someone who's busy with a family, you know, or, or not. I mean, just mm -hmm. busy with work, busy with life. You just kind of go through life on autopilot and you don't turn that inward, almost like it's not okay. It's mm -hmm. not okay to think about what do I want or how right. do I want to feel, you know, getting in my feelings. Oh, that's, that's weakness or whatever you want to mm. say it. There's, a, there's a myriad of reasons why yeah. we do this as women. And Boy, I, I love that you give people the freedom to just take a look at that and it's okay. It's okay. Oh my gosh. I think that's one of the biggest lies that we, so we hard on ourselves. tell ourselves and what yeah. society tells us too, is that it's not, especially for women who are moms or um, have a career or whatever it is that you do. We put everyone else in front of us and we do it out of some kind of like martyr 
thing a lot of us do and or, or just like you said because we think we're not allowed to and i think that is so detrimental it's like i always tell people it's like the you know they tell you on the airplane like you have to put your oxygen mask on first right and yeah. we as women are so bad at doing that once we get into this stage of life where we're raising kids and we're you know our like kind of like you said our life is on autopilot and that's when we stop dreaming it's when we stop thinking about what we really want it's it's when we stop thinking that we can have something different and that is a big part of my own work that i've done and then what i do with my coaching clients and with uh, people that follow me too is like yeah i somebody had to give me permission to start doing that and i want to give everybody permission to look at what really matters for you and how do yeah. you learn to live with intention yeah and now we're going to talk about personality tests in a minute but I, I and this may tie in with that but i heard from somebody yesterday who said this was the worst start to my new year i've ever had and i'm thinking oh my word it's only the first right <laughs> and you're already saying this and it was, my friend is going through something terrible and she mm. was taking it on herself. And mm. I'm sure that's part of her personality. Not everyone does that. But I also mm -hmm. think that we as women feel responsible for much more than our own family, even mm -hmm. our own yeah. lives and especially our own selves. And that may be part of the reason why we struggle with this so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, I absolutely think it is. I mean, I... I can definitely relate to that. I was, you know, always told you put everyone in, in before yourself. You don't, you, you serve others, which, you know, that's, this has been a real journey for me because I am definitely a server. I'm a helper. That's like in my nature. Um, but when you're, when you do that in an unhealthy way and you take on everyone else's things that are not yours to take on, all it does is add stress and pressure to your life. And, um, yeah, I think women were just, gosh, we're so, this is just so ingrained in so much of what we do because it is kind of, especially if you're a mother and you're, you know, the, you, you do have a responsibility to your children. Right. And then, oh yeah then we get into this midlife stage where now many of us are having those responsibilities with our parents and the roles are reversing. And, you know, there's, there's constantly something that is telling us that we need to take care of everybody except for ourselves. And I just think that women, so many women are waking up to the fact that we just, we can't do that. We don't do a service to our family. We don't do a service to our communities or to the people that we serve if we don't take care of ourselves. And, um, it is hard because we've always been told it's selfish, right? And that it's not, yeah. it's not okay, like you said. And that, and and I think that is just such a such a lie and just so not helpful. And how does a woman find that balance? I you hear of the extreme stories of the women who just say, "Oh, I am just done," and they just run away. They mm -hmm. run away from their families, even which I I don't understand. But I think some people just hit a breaking point where they serve, 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 serve. Mm -hmm. How do you help people balance out the, I need to take care of myself, that's not selfish, and then still serve their family because that's real life? Yeah. Well, I think um, one of the biggest ways that has really helped me and that I help is, is just being aware of it. So being aware of those thoughts that are coming up, just like you said. 
it's not okay for me to take care of yourself. Okay, like let's become conscious of those thoughts that we're thinking because that's the problem. When we're, when we're on autopilot, autopilot um, our brains are just so good at staying in that mode, right? And like, but those stories are running in our head. We just don't, we aren't aware of them. And it's not until somebody can help us start to be more aware of that, that we can listen to it. Like I will have conversations with women all the time who will say, um, yeah, I just, I just don't have time to do that. Well, well, why? Like, are you choosing not to have time to do that? Or, you know, and so it's, it's this questioning and it's this, um, observer mentality that if you are, if you're even aware that there's something that you might want to change, then that means it's coming up for a reason, right? And you might not be willing to change it right now and that's okay, but you can at least start to be aware of it. And, and, but the problem is this has been going on for centuries, right? We become aware of it, but then what do we do? We judge ourselves for it and we go, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Like superwoman Tammy over there, she does it all. She does this. Like, why can't I be like her? And then we just layer like shame and guilt and all these things on top of it instead of just being aware of it and being super curious about it. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. I wonder where that came from. And then not having to fix it right away, because that's the other thing we do. We become aware of it. And then we think, just like your friend said, it's this, this is the worst new year I've ever had, right? And then that's what her attention is going to be on now for the rest of this week. And she's going to have a horrible week, right? Because she is focused on that. So awareness is such a huge, huge piece of this to just start to be aware of how we're talking to ourselves and those thoughts that we're thinking. And it's, um, it takes practice. That's the other thing. My clients continually, I'm telling them that they may become aware of it, but then it's, it just takes practice for them to be able to sit with it with curiosity. Yes. Yes. So we are at the beginning of a year. And mm-hmm. so all the things we're seeing on social media are like what you're talking about, how to review mm-hmm. your year, how to have a great start. Here's 21 days of purpose. Here's 90 mm-hmm. days of this. Here's, you know, let's start out the year with a bang, 30 days of this. And then there is the choose a theme word. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen over the last several years, less of have you made your new year's resolutions mm-hmm. and more of have you chosen a theme word for the year yeah is that something that you advise people to do um yeah i i do it um i i'm not big on resolutions i just think it's interesting though i read something this week that said basically like the definition of resolutions and intentions because a lot of people will say intentions instead of resolutions which i do they're pretty much the same. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's what you focus on, right? It's the same thing. Um, I have been choosing a year, uh, a word of the year, usually after my year end review, because I really try to just sit with that. And I, I really try to feel the feeling of that, of, of what, again, it goes back to where I'm in this place of asking myself, what do I, re- how do I want to feel? And what do I want more of in my life? Um, I think the one word it's been interesting to watch other people's journeys and my own journey, because as it's kind of like a filter, once you come up with that word and, and what you want more in your life, it helps you filter and make decisions towards that. I think that for a lot of people, it, 
you know, it really takes just some intention to sit with it for a little while, um, to pray about it, to really like allow yourself to feel that and, and for it to resonate with you. Um, I think we're kind of simplifies the kind of goal driven society that we're in. That's all about checklists and, you know, here's all the things I'm going to accomplish. Um, I think it's whatever works for you. I'm finding that it works for me um, to have kind of a theme for the year and and something that I really want to focus on. Other people, it's like their goals are the big thing, you know? So it's, it's really just, I think that's also a big thing with the year end review to be able to ask yourself, what works for me? This is the biggest thing that I um, really work with my clients on is determining what works for you as a person versus what other people have told you is supposed to work for you. This was, I was on a journey. That's huge. Oh my gosh. For (laughs) so many years of trying to find my answer from every new program and every new guru and every new book and every new, you know, like searching, searching, searching for like, okay, this is going to be the answer. This is going to make me change. This is going to do it. And what I really try to help people in my own journey has been about what, what works for me? What, is, what do my rhythms look like? Like how does um, this year end review help me be more intentional in, in the coming year, you know? And, and what are some things that don't work very well for me? I would definitely say I highly recommend it, but again, that's something that you, you need to choose. If resolutions work for you, do a resolution. If nothing works, <laughs> like if you don't want to do it, don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, I have only chosen a word. I think this is my third year, not in a row, probably Mm -hmm. out of five years. I've done it about three times. And when I talked online about my process, a lot of people said, wow, that's a lot more than I do. So Mm. is there a, I know there's no, like you just said, there's no right or wrong way. Mm -hmm. No one taught me how to do this. I just heard it suggested one time. So what I did is I just started brain dumping. I just started Mm -hmm. writing words. And of course, the first words I wrote were the words I wanted my year to be Mm. like, you know, abundance, Mm -hmm. success, you know, all those kind of words that indicated that I was really moving forward in my business. And, but those, it was so weird for me the first time I did this. So if we're talking to people who have never done this before, I just encourage you to just brain dump words. And yep. yes, it, start with words you'd like your theme to be for the year or you'd like to focus on. And then as I did that, I did it maybe two, three days in a row. Mm-hmm. And I had a few pages in a book then filled with words. And I just took a highlighter And I went through and I found a word had repeated itself several times. Mm, And mm -hmm. that's, and then I just kind of went, oh, I'm really, it's, it's really hard to describe Mm -hmm. when people ask, well, how do I pick a word for a year? Yeah. It's just this sense that you get. And if, if you are a God person, you know, you can pray about it and just ask him to reveal that to you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you get this sense of, that's the direction I'm supposed to go. And that first year I did it, my word was so far removed from what I had intended it to be, Mm. you know, which was abundance and, you know, success and all those things. It ended up being deeper. Mm. And it was really such a great year of growth for me Mm -hmm. and just going deeper in my faith and just different areas of my life. And it was a profound experience. So if you've never done this before, I really encourage you to, and 
sit down and do it. And it was late January before I even got to that point. We're having mm-hmm. awards. So don't feel like you've missed the boat here. Oh, another oh year. Gosh. You know, I'm just going to have to waste another year because I didn't do my intentions, set my intentions, pick my word, make right. my resolutions. There's so many ways to start over during the year. Oh gosh. Yeah, you know, for sure. Every week, every Monday. Yeah. Every day. I, my coach actually just sent out this great email that I loved that said, what if the ball dropped every day? Oh yeah. I mean, seriously, you do have that option. I also saw uh, something else, a sign or something that someone did that said like, um, 365 chapters. It was like a book. Now I can't remember what it was, but basically it was just like every day, right? Every day is a chapter is an option for you to do something different. Um, yeah, there have been years where I didn't choose my word until like February or something. Like I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it this year. <laughs> and then something just kept coming up. And yeah, I think what you said, like there's, there's lots of stuff online too, that you can Google with, you know, that will have lists of words and, and really just sit. I think the biggest thing for me is just really sitting with what does, what resonates with you? Like you said, what one did you repeat a couple different times? what one might surprise you and, and like really just feeling, how does that feel in your body? And, you know, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's like, Oh, that's not the one I wanted. I, I had that a couple of years ago where I was like, okay, this is what it's going to be. I think it's, and then one came up that I was like, Oh, that's, but I think that's the word (laughs) because that's where I'm supposed to be challenged at. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, It's not always a happy clappy occurrence when you come up with your words. Sometimes it's a challenge. Yeah. That's what you need at that moment. Yeah, definitely. But it is always interesting to see. I, I can see every time I've chosen one, how it has just played out in just really interesting ways. And again, it's, it's just a way of, just being more intentional about your life and not just letting life happen to you. Ah, there it is. Being more intentional about your life and not just letting it happen to you. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, I think there is a whole group of us of a certain age who grew up just letting life happen to us. I mean, I was not taught anything about making a plan. I just did the next thing that was available to me. And that's kind of how my life went. And I even made the mistake of telling my kids that, you know, I would say things like, well, you know, you go to college and you kind of take one of everything, which is what I did. Uh, You find what you like, and then you major in that. And then when you graduate, you get your first job. And then that job often leads to the next opportunity. And that's just how life goes. Like things just kind of come to you. (laughs) Honestly, no idea about being intentional and about going after things. Wow, we can talk about regret later. This is not the time for that. This is the time to just move forward with the time that we have left. Get started creating that legacy. Get started building those empires. Yeah, let's do that. I hope that you've enjoyed this interview today. I certainly did, and it was so helpful to me. I feel like I've really got a clear picture on what direction I need to go. I had some kind of sad moments, actually, as I reviewed my past year in the areas that I did not step up for myself. 
where did I settle? That's always a hard question, but it's so good to know moving forward, isn't it? So I really hope that this episode has been so helpful for you. Would you reach out to me and let me know and leave me a review? Five stars would be awesome. You know, a review is the way that this podcast can get pushed out by the platforms that it's on. So wherever you listen to it, if you wouldn't mind giving me a five-star review and then tell your friends if this was helpful. And I hope that you will also connect with Tammy, take a look at the show notes, and it will tell you all the links where you can connect with her. So this has been a great day. It's a great beginning to the year. You have got plenty of time to do this. So make it count. Be intentional. And I'll talk to you next time.